0: Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast, ain't another place that has got more bass. Rump past your mom dad's listening to TomCast, talking everything to make you sad, we don't want that. We're here to make you smile, put your mind at ease, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about, get some weedin' now, we'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast, it's the Penny Bloom. Everybody and welcome in to the 146th episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. His I, Colton Robertson, and I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie?
1: What up? What up? Ready to start this part two?
0: Part What's two it? of the round of 32. Mm-hmm. And if you're joining us for the first time, I'll direct you to the round of 64, part one and two, and then to the round of 32, part one. You're uh, you're you're the fourth installment here. You need to you need to work your way through it from the beginning. Uh, but yeah, so. Let's let's go ahead and uh, pick up from where we were. Uh, we'll have some further explanation on what we're doing here in round of 32, part one. So, if you are here for the first time, strongly recommend you go go listen to those first ones before you dive in here. That's just uh, the bottom line. Let's let's get right into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've got a uh, we've got a one seed versus a nine seed
1: mm-hmm. in
0: Captain America versus Cyclops, and this is Steve Rogers versus Scott Summers' Cyclops. And uh, this is an interesting one. We got a couple of leaders. Leader of Men. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cyclops leading the X-Men for years, ever since 1963. Lover of Jean Grey. What's that? Lover of Jean Grey. Lover of Jean Grey. Uh, uh, Great. A ancestor to uh nathan summers who is cable mm. uh, very very interesting
1: concept of cyclops is just so cool the storyline that he has you know the the constant battle between him and his power sick like controlling oh, the constant it, constant
0: battle between him and his power you also got the fact that you know uh he's a little bit of a he's a little bit of a pushover you know mm-hmm. like he, he is a leader of men but because he feels obligated. It's not because he wants to necessarily. It's because he feels he needs to. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: whereas Captain America, I'd say that's a leader of men who wanted to be a leader of men. You know what I'm saying? This was his objective. It's in the
1: name. Yeah, Cap. He's Cap, Cap. you know. He's uh,
0: he's that dude. He is. And I mean, obviously, he doesn't want to be fighting, fighting, uh, fighting battles, you know. Towards the end of his, towards the end of the days there, in a end game, but that's he had that spirit. He wanted to be on the battlefield in World War Two. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be out there.
1: The best thing about Cap is that he slowly becomes more and more Steve Rogers. Yeah, as time goes on, and that's what makes Cap's story beautiful, is that he's truly himself, and he has his morals. He sticks by them. He is like the most trustworthy man in the MCU. Like, like he's... There's,
0: there's a reason. There's a reason the successor to Steve Rogers is Sam Wilson, and the reason the predecessor to Sam Wilson was Steve Rogers. Like these two are kindred spirits; they belong together. It made sense for them to work together, and it makes sense for them to be our Captain Americas.
1: You have to think that Steve, when he went back in time and was with Peggy, he had all of those years to think of who he's picking, and he's, like, the decision was easy. Like, I, I don't think it was a hard decision for him. No. It was probably, I mean, for him, it's between, like, Bucky and Sam, and Bucky's just not a good cap. Like, right now. it's a pretty, like, as a friend, you know, like, it, it for, Cat, for Steve, it'd be hard to, like, you know, say no to Bucky, but I think he understands Bucky doesn't want it. Well I um
0: like I have the idea in my head that in Endgame he does he does tell Bucky what's about to happen before it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh I that's that's how I think of it. Just because like when he does show up over there, Bucky knows he's there, he tells Sam, like, hey, go talk to him. Like that tells me Steve definitely talked to Bucky, and I think we even get like a little bit of a a hint at that in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, if I remember correctly. I need to give it a thorough hmm. rewatch to tell you for sure. But uh, I, I I've always had it in my head that Steve at least took Bucky aside mm. and was like, "I know that we were kind of in this together, but I have I have a chance to go to go do my thing." And when I get back, I'm going to make Sam Captain America. And I, I have to think that Bucky, being who he is, was like, that's the right move. You know, <laughs> like, but like Bucky, like, he's <laughs> like, and he'll be a part of our next matchup, I'm pretty sure. Uh, But they just got each other, man. Bucky, Bucky and Steve were like, those three, the Bucky to Steve, Steve to Sam, Sam to Bucky connection. I love it. I love that oh, little triangle there. It's, it's beautiful.
1: Fantastic. It's uh yeah, I mean Cyclops, you're you're part of, you know the X Men, you're cool. You're part of the cool kids club when it comes to Marvel.
0: Storied, uh, one of the most storied Marvel characters there is. But uh, man, however.
1: I, sorry you had to face Cap and
0: You uh, had to face Captain <laughs> America, man. You had to face Steve Rogers, and therefore Steve Rogers is uh, moving on against Scott Summers here, uh, and I'm I'm pretty comfortable in, in saying that that's uh, I think that's that was a guarantee. Now, ooh, whoa, <laughs> we're on to a four versus a five with Loki versus Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, and these are two characters who, you know, a year ago. I'm in the exact same spot I am now. You know what I'm saying? Like now we've just got an even deeper expansion on both of these characters to an already pretty good expansion on these characters. Like
1: this one I don't know. I don't know.
0: There are two movies based around Bucky. There are like three movies based around Loki. Like
1: I don't know who I'm picking on this one. Like I I really have no idea as of right now.
0: Um, Nor do I. I mean... They they have, like... And, like, now that I'm looking at it, their storylines... A little mirror. A little bit of a mirror there with the... I mean, obviously, there's a different element in the fact that Bucky was controlled. He wasn't... Loki did all of his evil shit free will, and he... he and Loki, we see him kind of overcome that in Infinity War and Ragnarok. We see we see how he deals with that and how he, uh, you know, kind of recovers and tries to do good. But we see Bucky do it in what I feel is a much more meaningful way.
1: Whenever he's in Wakanda and he doesn't transform for the first time, like he hears the like, oh my god how i ball, like i was
0: balling dude bro. and they kicked, like, they you kicked an episode off with that that was the first thing they did in that episode and it was like <laughs> like oh my god
1: and like my initial reaction of picking a winner was loki for some reason but and then i don't
0: uh, think that's the case though yeah, it was the, the more same, I, it was also my gut instinct i think i, I yeah. got to go bucky Barnes.
1: I think he went – like, I don't think it's really even close now that I think about it.
0: I, I, I do think it's close, and I do think that Loki as a series is damaging our vision of Loki himself. Uh, regardless of how much we enjoyed Loki, it really didn't do him justice. Uh, like, it was a solid series, and the storyline was fun, but it's only really about him for a couple episodes. Mm. And then it's about a much larger thing happening that Loki is just unraveling.
1: That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
0: That that's how I that's how I view it. The first couple episodes are so important. And I mean, episode five, where he's in the void, and like that 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 becomes more of the character piece again, with it, him realizing that you know his his glorious purpose is her. Mm. You know, and like I love that. I'm still conflicted a little bit on the whole thing. So like it's just like there, I have so much more confusion around the show Loki than I do the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and therefore, I reflect on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier so much better.
1: But and on screen performances before the the two shows, like I mean, Bucky's Bucky- is just more compelling. Like Loki is just the bad guy to be the bad guy, like in most of them. Yeah. Um. So and like Bucky has like an emotional. Great story, Loki does too. I think like,
0: dismissing the the Loki Thor dynamic is 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 something that like we can't we can't leave out because like what makes Bucky's story compelling <laughs> is his relationship to Steve. And I just how, realized who we
1: matched up though. Like, yeah. uh, wow! It this bracket is just working out beautifully. It's falling into place really well. Wow. Um but yeah I don't I don't want to discredit Loki like in any way like the first Avengers movie is that dude like Loki like that he's the reason for I mean it, it's Thanos really but like he's the reason for Tony's PTSD like he Loki has so the, the impact Loki has on the MCU is huge like are, like bigger than
0: big fucking yeah, bigger MCU. than Bucky's impact
1: like it, Loki's impact is bigger
0: Loki's impact is big. Loki's impact is 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 huge. Okay. Bucky is the Winter Soldier who was a driving agent in Hydra taking over Shield. And thus a crucial point a crucial point in Hydra falling by being taken down by Steve. And then the center of civil war True, Bucky. True. Bucky is like, we. We've, what I've come to realize throughout like, this discussion, like, over the past couple weeks with the character bracket, like, two of the most important characters in the MCU who have not gotten their like, real shine, Gamora and Bucky. Mm. These two are two of the most important members of the MCU affecting the the mystical space wild out there shit and the grounded realistic real shit they are they are two of the main driving forces of both of those sides and like in civil war and Zemo Zemo another guy that probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have been on here. Uh uh the way that he manipulates Tony, Steve, and Bucky to the point that he does like Bucky creates a lot of the conflict amongst, amongst Steve, Tony, and I mean, T'Challa and the black widow. And like, that's true. He yeah. straight, straight up shots. He's shot bl- the black widow before she's, she's talked about, she talked about that in the winter soul. Like <laughs> he killed Tony's parents. <laughs> Kill Tony's parents. And I mean, yeah, Loki Loki led the invasion of New York. And is obviously like on a more grand scale a villain. Like early on anyway. Like we see Bucky carry out assassinations and covert operations and stuff like that. While Loki is invading New York with an alien army, like this is that's a completely (laughs) different game here. Uh, But Loki's progression, but Bucky's long road, but Bucky's redemption. See, this is so hard. They, uh, They have
1: the same story, like they really have the same story. But Bucky's is just. You relate with Bucky no the whole evidence. way because Bucky's evilness is not him;
0: it's not his choice.
1: So, like yeah. you relate with Bucky way more, just inherently. So, yeah, I mean right. that that's what that's what squeezes it out. Like they are truly like the same character, and the only difference is that Loki legitimately was just kind of evil to be evil, and Bucky was not, and that's why Bucky pulls it out.
0: And that's another upset in the five-four category mm-hmm. with uh, Bucky Bucky elevating over Loki. And I'm with you. And I, I kind of wanted it from the beginning, uh, but I, I needed to I needed to consider it. I needed to mm-hmm. consider it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I needed to give Loki his fair shake. And ultimately, we're saying goodbye to Loki. Wow. In the round of 32, which I did not think was going to be happening. Uh, wow. Whenever we f- we had Loki face off with Heimdall round one, I didn't anticipate him going down the next round. I'll say that for sure. Uh, but yeah, the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, will advance over Loki, and uh, we'll move on to the next round where we've got a couple of villains mm-hmm. facing off. We've got a three versus a six, and Thanos versus Green Goblin. hey you know... I you know. I'ma say it's, prob- it's, it's probably Thanos. Thanos. It's Thanos, Thanos. It is Thanos,
1: but like
0: Green Goblin. That's that's a, that's an iconic character, and a character that, for people our age, is pretty much untouchable. You know what I'm saying in terms of iconicism, like.
1: A twenty-two movie build-up to this dude. Twenty-two or twenty-three?
0: I, I always yeah remember. twenty-three. It's not somewhere in there, but yeah, it's it's Thanos. Like Thanos was the end game for the the largest interconnected storyline in the history of movies.
1: Was his first appearance the Age of Ultron post-credit scene where he? Fine, I'll do goodness. it myself. Is that his first appearance? Or does he appear in the first Avengers post-credits
0: first. He appears in the first that's, Avengers, not in a post credit scene. He's just oh, that's on- right.
1: Oh, my God. That's right. He's so early. That's so early. That's insane. Like, wow. Yeah, I mean, okay. We'll, we'll talk more on Thanos later. There's so much to say about the guy, but Green Goblin deserves the uh, – the spotlight like mean, I know this, the childhood know this villain, bro. Is
0: coming out November twenty second, but hey, we just got the Spider-Man No Way Home poster, and hopefully by the time this, did you this see him in it? Out, did you see that? him in the poster? Yeah,
1: the he's in the background. Mm, like it's it's the little glimpse of the suit. Like we haven't got the full detail of what you know. It's you just kind of
0: see, you can kind of make out purple and. Like, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to see it. But, I mean, like, by hmm. the time this podcast is out, there's a chance that the uh, second trailer has been released, which is uh, interesting to contemplate. That's – hmm. That's
1: interesting. I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, a yeah. second trailer. Like, I didn't even think of, like, that that would even happen. Oh, um,
0: yeah. oh
1: yeah. But, duh. Like, they're going to have a second trailer.
0: They always have two trailers.
1: Yeah, but this this poster is – Pretty sick. Um,
0: and I mean, like, I will say, I do appreciate that it's not, like, incredibly revealing. You know, we do see the sand. We see a lightning bolt. We see Green Goblin. We see Doc Ock's arms. Like, and it is just a shot from the movie that we've seen in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, this, the post-Spider-Man striking. I think they could have gone a little harder for this poster. There's, There's been cooler fan art out there. What I'm glad
1: is... Marvel movie posters usually suck because they just put a conglomerate of all the characters' faces up there. Yeah, you know, like the only the only times where a movie poster like that looks cool is like Star Wars because it's like that's just the look of Star Wars. Like that's just how they did their movie posters, or like it was an iconic. Like, well, and also, scene.
0: the Star Wars ones are typically painted. Yeah. The original ones and the prequels were, I mean, they went, they went the other direction with the sequels too, but those, those are even more, those posters are, those are the best things about those movies, arguably, mm, are the movie posters. mm -hmm. Those are fucking fantastic. I'm glad that
1: Marvel, like, didn't, like, they straight, like, their posters are becoming cooler now. And, like, this is a step in the right direction. Is, uh, I, I don't, I love, this trailer's, like, I, this poster's cool. Like, it, like, Looks like a poster that is going to be on so many kids' walls. Like, yeah. uh, I, I don't think it's going to, you know, my collection of posters, it's not going to make it. Um, but, uh,
0: but it's. Well, there will, and the thing is, is there will be more No Way Home posters too. And there will be ones with what I'm assuming will be a suit that is actually in the movie. Hmm. Uh, cause as of right now, I'm pretty sure they have to put in a, a poster with this suit. Uh, I'm going to tell you. I don't want this suit in the movie. I I, like the more that I the more that I get, the more that we get closer, the less I want it. And like, I'm cool with it, you know, like I'm cool with the whole like. But we've gotten a new Spidey design every movie, every appearance, we've gotten a new Spidey design. It only makes sense that we're going to get a couple more here, you know what I'm saying? And there's there's that that black and red and gold one that I'm pretty sure is the suit he'll probably be wearing in these shots like during mm. the trailer when he's wearing mm. this infinity suit. Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's way less tech.
1: I hope he goes well, back uh, to his fundamentals. Like I hope he's like I don't know. I want him to go back to to base Spidey and re- realize I, he doesn't need all the tech.
0: I'm not going to tell you what they were. There were a couple more leaks today. Really? They're damning really like it's like oh for sure Hmm. oh for sure
1: i i'm gonna see him eventually just go
0: ahead okay so there's a picture of toby andrew and tom all in the same shot (laughs) uh and then and then, (laughs) and then this is the fun one this like that was that one's one that you're like already suspecting then there was, there was this talk of this character... There's this discussion amongst four characters. There's one that's like a real cool character that uh, Tom Holland was honored to work with. And there's a scene with uh, Aunt May and John Favreau is happy and Tom Holland is Peter and then on the other side of the table in their kitchen is Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock, Daredevil.
1: Yes! Yes! Oh! <laughs> Yes, dude. Oh, that's awesome! Thank God, man. Right. So wait,
0: is he the lawyer? See, I don't know. Like, is he like a potential lawyer? Like, or like is like I don't know. Oh, that trade. No, nah, that. That yeah, that lawyer. No, he's
1: definitely the lawyer. Uh-huh, yeah, they that was yeah. They couldn't put yeah,
0: dude. He's yeah, the lawyer. Yeah, they couldn't yeah yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh man, let's go! That's hype. Cause like, oh so, yeah. Sorry if you were looking forward to the uh, the excitement in Spider Man No Way Home, and I just ruined <clears> it for you. Cause
1: like Toby and Andrew, like I'm fine if they're in the movie for a minute, literally. Yeah, me too. Like I don't care. At the end of the day, I really don't.
0: No, I um, don't either. The more like, I and that's the thing too is that like I, I I do know that this movie is gonna have its own like it's gonna have its own thing, and it's gonna be about Tom Holland's Peter Parker because. Yeah we're in the MCU. So like we got to be okay with that. It's like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire aren't going to be the main characters of this fucking movie. That's just not going to happen.
1: Mm-mm. But the Green Goblin though. That's who I'm focused on. I'm focused on the villains of this movie. Like
0: Oh dude, and the fact that we're we're getting like like we saw Electro, Sandman, Doc Ock, Green Goblin as of yet is what it appears to be at least. Who's do you think, like... Everyone's
1: obsessed with the Sinister Six right now. Everyone's obsessed, like, there has to be six. Well, here's like, the thing. Is that, like... Are we even thinking about that. the fact that there could be four Doc Ocks out there? Or six Green Goblins? Like...
0: The multiverse is open. Like, it's not like there's one of each of these guys.
1: Yeah, like, there could be just a crap ton of them all fighting together. Like, I think that'd be sick. They're leading us into this, like, uh, yeah, there's just one, you know, of each of them that's coming into each universe, but then they're like,
0: you get a bunch of, uh, variants and
1: imagine
0: like six green
1: goblins all flying in different look, different, different looks. And they're all flying in. They all like throw their own version of a pumpkin bomb. Like, come on. Like, What's cooler than one Green Goblin? Six Green Goblins. And they're all different. Like, then they could do the comic book, like, with Loki. Like, they could do the classic comic book version look. They could do all the looks they want to do. Like,
0: and everyone's
1: satisfied.
0: I will say, that's probably a fair assumption. If there's multiple Spider-Mans on the table.
1: No one thought about the multiple villain, villain, yeah.
0: Multiple other versions of characters. Uh, But... Also, I do I do understand people's, like, there's going to be six. Mm. Just because, I mean, I think that's something they want to save, though. Like, it's not something they want to be, like— They want to reveal right away. Yeah. Like, because we already do have basically alluded to four for sure, we got another one and another thing that I won't spoil here. And then we've gotten one in a post credit scene in Spider-Man Homecoming potentially. That's 6. So it's like I see. So I it's see. like I get I get where people are coming from and I I will say I'm not obsessed with it. If they if they mm. do end up being like actually it was just 4 of them, cool. It won't ruin it that it wasn't actually the Sinister 6. Like Yeah, people and, are like
1: back- gripping on to so many things in this movie and they're going to be like really disappointed. Like if they if they keep this expectation going into the movie, if they're expecting Toby and Andrew to be crucial roles and there to be like you know like the exact thing that they're wanting, and then they realize like oh we're being lied to in these trailers completely, and they're gonna show us something crazy in the movie, like people are gonna be upset. Like sure. I, I I think the movie's gonna be great regardless. Like uh, and I think people will just love it. But I'm going in thinking Toby and Andrew are a slight cameo and like the villains, like I know who's in it and that's all I'm going in with. Like what I'm
0: very excited about is that green goblin is a part of this movie. Yes. That, that's <laughs> fucking cool. Like we know that for sure. And green goblin will sadly be losing to Thanos here, but uh, with good reason. Thanos mm-hmm. was just back to formula. Terrible. Back to formula. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Thanos
1: it's Thanos. I
0: mean come on. It's Thanos. Yeah. We'll, we'll and we'll talk more on Thanos in uh, in the weeks to come. But let's go on to the next next matchup here. With a uh, a seven seed versus a uh, a two seed. We've got Storm versus Captain Marvel. Mm. Now this is uh this is an interesting one because uh, we got th- these are a couple of powerful heroines. Yeah, they are. Uh and both extraordinarily compelling. It's it hard to say.
1: I and like you're you're to speak more on Storm than I can. Um, all like I truly only know Captain Marvel's like all backstory and everything like. Gotcha. Full knowledge, but like I know enough of Storm. Yeah, like to I mean Storm, n- to know like
0: basis here she is a a a a woman who is her ex gene has her in touch with nature she can she, control, control basically mother nature <laughs> yeah control the weather and uh it is very very effective there are stories where she is uh the queen of wakanda married to t'challa uh there are stories uh that's sick she she is really like a really, really cool character and a really storied character. And I think she's another one that like on screen adaptations, like Halle Berry's on screen adaptation was good. It's classic, but it's uh it's it's because the X-Men is so broad in scope with so many characters, you don't really get the the focus on Storm like you probably hope you would in uh in other things. Uh regardless though, a really cool character, but I think I got to go Captain Marvel. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, and I mean, I think our MCU preference is showing the deeper and deeper we get into this bracket a little bit. Uh, but Captain Marvel is just a really, really cool character. Like I can't, I can't say enough about Captain Marvel. Like the resilient spirit, like the strength. The complete and utter power. Like, she's just. She's incredible. And I I have all these things to say about Storm, too. It's just that, like, on screen, they haven't been portrayed as clearly as they have with Captain Marvel.
1: Mm. And we have so much more Captain Marvel content coming. Like, with her out just in the galaxy saving other people. Like, that's going to be sick. Like, to see. The
0: fact that we're getting the Marvels with. Uh, Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau teaming up with Captain Marvel, like what the fuck? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she'll yeah. just be around. And she was in the uh, spoilers alert. She was in the post-credit scene of Shang Chi for 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 a spell. Like she's she's important. She's around, and she's she will continue to be. So, and I I just like her character a lot. And we're and we're obviously going to be talking about her a lot next week, but uh, I wonder um, if they're pushing
1: for a Thor Captain Marvel relationship in the future with like would, the what uh, if and like how Thor like the first line Thor says is I like this one you know like yeah, and like they're it. kind like I don't know if it if like if they're actually going for it or if it's just you know just for jokes I don't and think whatever, so I think
0: it's I think it's going to ultimately be like a uh.
1: I've just like, seen so many yeah, fan yeah. fictions after that "What If" episode um, oh, yeah. of like, like just the two. There's, yeah.
0: there's an obvious like uh, they're both very attractive people. Hmm. Like obviously, we would want <laughs> to see them together on screen in some capacity. That's just that's just a given. But uh, no, I don't think I don't think they'll do that with Thor, especially with uh, a. Oh, I Foster. guess Jane's coming. Yeah, she's coming. Jane back. Foster's coming no. back full swing somehow. So I think that's gonna be that's gonna play a big role. Uh, if there's like at the moment, if there was like any relationship I would like, have liked to have seen play out, it was with Maria Rambeau, mm-hmm. with Monica's mom. Uh, cause like they had the best friend thing going, but there was something, there was something else going on there. I, there just had to be, because like when I'm watching that movie, the way they hug and the, like the way they, they like talk to each other. True. And like, there's a romantic, there's a romantic thing going on there. There just had to have been. Uh, and I think it does add to the, the potentiality of Monica's story regarding Carol going forward. Like, mm.
1: yeah, that this, it'll I be guess. very interesting seeing how like it all ties together. Um, well, and it,
0: it is interesting because like, we're going to get more of that era of content, right? Because like, they just really left that open with Maria Rambeau. Like, I don't think the last time we saw Maria Rambeau is going to be the last time we see R- Maria Rambeau, right? Like,
1: there's no way. I mean, with I Monica, like, we have her origin. Like, we haven't gotten her true origin. We have, like, her power origin story, you know, in WandaVision, but, like, she's going to get her whole. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, deep we do, dive in. She,
0: she is in Captain Marvel and stuff, like. Mm-hmm. so I, I am interested. Was Maria Rambeau a means to an end to get Monica in the story mm. or, or is she someone we're going to see fledged out? And I really hope it's someone we see fleshed out because her and Carol's relationship is one of my favorites in in the movie so far, like their, their dynamic is, is fun. And they're, they're really like, they're really electric to watch on screen together. They're fun. But, um, uh, I just I really look forward to whatever's in store for the future of Captain Marvel's character because it's just going to keep getting better and better. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's uh, saying goodbye to Storm, um, but I think it, Captain Marvel definitely
0: deserves this one. I, sure. I, I say so, so. too. I say so as well. Uh, so let's go to this uh, bottom half of the of this side of the bracket. We've got a two seed versus a ten seed here. And Doctor Strange versus Quicksilver,
1: mm.
0: and this is uh this is another one that's kind of light work. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and push Doctor Strange through. Pretty, uh, pretty. Quicksilver, easy. Quicksilver needs his love. You know, uh, another one that made his first appearance in uh, Uncanny X Men number four, alongside Wanda Maximoff, uh, and in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which is just uh, a great little factoid about the character and I love that all those characters came together so early like magneto wanda pietro Jean gray Cyclops Beast, and iceman and like like it's just like it, it's it's excellent I love that all of those all of those characters are from so storied and so legendary and that iconic you know, scene man bana, 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 bana. like Sweet dreams are made mm. of this. that like. Who am I to disagree? Fast
1: people are just cool. Fast care flash.
0: Well, and I, I've been hearing. I'm 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 excited to see in Eternals here that Makari is dope. She is dope. Okay, I've heard that Makari is the fucking shit. She goes so, ham,
1: like, bro. Like there's a there's a part of the movie where you're like, oh, like yeah, like I don't know, like. It's uh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's really sick. Um, and Quicksilver, like he, like just being able to be that fast just allows you to do way more cool stuff. Like you can punch someone thirty times before they can even like, you know, like yeah. Yeah. So like, it's OP.
0: Like uh, oh yeah, and like here's (laughs) the thing: Quicksilver and the X Men adaptations. That is the thing. Like they got Magneto, Professor X. For the most part, Wolverine. Uh, they they missed with X-Men Origins and arguably the Wolverine movie from 2013 as well. But then Quicksilver. They knocked Quicksilver out of the park. And I will say, I think that the MCU kind of did Quicksilver dirty. Uh, because I just can't accept that anyone would die for Hawkeye. Uh,
1: two people have died for Hawkeye, and it's unbelievable. At least two. I don't know. Black Widow and, and Quicksilver it should have been Hawkeye both times, but... It's okay, I guess. I don't know. We have to deal with it.
0: See, and like, he didn't sacrifice himself <laughs> for Hawkeye. It was for the kid. It was for the kid that Hawkeye was holding. So, like. Ugh. But one movie, though?
1: You only give but him also, one movie?
0: Also, he's a speedster. Isn't their whole thing that they're faster than bullets? he could have just picked him up and ran with them. Like in, like in X-Men, he's moving so much faster than the bullets. Like that, like this was just like, it's a little, it's like, it's not lazy because you know, the writer, the writer makes the choices. They get like, whatever they say goes. And like, if, if a speedster gets shot, a speedster gets shot, you know, he's distracted. He's helping the kid. He's helping Hawkeye. Maybe he like really didn't get there till the last second. Mm. But like, yeah, nah. He's a bro.
1: He could have literally just taken both of them away pretty easily. I mean, it's probably just to
0: push Wanda. It, it propels Wanda's story, and yeah. like for that, I'm thankful. Yeah,
1: it's that's what it's meant to do. Is it, his death is. I, like I think that's why they had to do it in one movie. They couldn't let him continue on to another movie because if they did that then killing him off in one like the next one is like I don't know. Then it,
0: do it destroys Wanda even more yeah. pretty much immediately.
1: But Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's uh
1: I mean Doctor Strange though it is Doctor Strange, and the sorcerer's almost Strange. every
0: bit is storied as Quicksilver, uh coming from the early sixties with those Absolutely magnificent, trippy ass comics. Um, uh, just beautiful. Bro beat Dormammu. Bro I beat mean, Dormammu. like
1: David versus Goliath. Like that. Goliath, like that's nothing compared to. Yeah, like come on, man. And the that's fact insane. that him,
0: him, Spider Man, and Wanda are like, they're the nexus for the next few for the next year or so at least. Fuck yeah, baby! Like I'm all in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doctor Strange will be. Interesting to see if they go the the dark route or if uh, – because he's never truly been like a hero. Like, you know, he's – uh
0: he's, he's done what he needed to to survive. Yeah,
1: and, and now that he's the Sorcerer Supreme, you know, the Ancient One, she's not technically like a hero either. She's just really protecting the timeline and – but I guess – is the timeline worth protecting anymore? And, like, is the Sorcerer Supreme really a crucial thing? Or, like, is it just a forced job that is needed to be done? You know, like...
0: It is fascinating what they decide to do with Doctor Strange going forward, because with the multiverse breaking open and the Time Stone therefore becoming kind of irrelevant, uh, the Ancient One had to have been in cahoots with he who remains right like because otherwise how the fuck is there a timeline to maintain that you know about that like you know there's other universes and they they could interact and if that happens it means war like yeah who does the ancient one answer to Well, and that became the concern in Doctor Strange, like, amongst, like, Mordo and stuff, where he's like, you've been using the fucking Dark Dimension to stay alive. The fuck is this? I don't trust you. And Mordo, just another fucking interesting wrinkle into what the fuck's gonna happen in the next Doctor Strange movie, because he's going on a rampage at the end of the first one, talking about how, like, he's gonna make sure that he's gonna restore the natural way of things and shit like that. Like, Yeah, what
1: Who does she answer to? Who does she get, like... The knowledge from or is it just
0: is is it just the sorcerer supreme can be like that there has to be a higher power that's allowing that like well then I would say that it's since he who remains isolates the timelines all the people within those timelines know is the timeline they're in and therefore because the ancient one is just a person who has learned the mystic arts and has learned to feed off the dark dimension she is just a person who only knows about their timeline and knows that like knows the constraints within her timeline
1: yeah it's just the it's indirect um like an indirect
0: remains yeah made things the way they are on a loop forever so that like you couldn't find your way out and the ancient one couldn't get past that. Uh, just seems Marvel's moving in a way
1: of no free will. <laughs> um, the it, it seems the only beings that have free will are like celestials and people like he who remains. And like, uh, I guess it makes sense. Like it, it's sad, like a sad realization that humans, like, are not like nothing compared to like a celestial, you know? Like, it's like to a celestial and a human is like a human to like a microorganism, you know? Like, yeah. so I guess it, I don't know. Uh,
0: well, here's the thing, too, is that like I know you have a real, you've had a real tough time grappling with the whole free will thing, and I do, I do get it, like, I do get how that can be a hard hang up, but ultimately, what I have to like. The way that I have to do it is something that you never really want to do while you're watching. You have to suspend it. Your, you have yeah. to pull yourself out. And yeah, then you it's just have for to a story. Go, like it's yeah. it's a it's a story. Like it's, it's a movie. Just a story. <laughs> free will. None of them have free will. Someone's writing it. True. You know uh, what I'm saying? True. Like, like, ultimately, that's the free how I will is the write writer,
1: and it trickles down to everybody. Because the yeah. writer had free will to write it. There, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that.
0: There you go. Yeah. We, worked, we worked our way out of uh, <laughs> being afraid of the Marvel free will thing. But uh, yeah, it's Doctor Strange over Quicksilver all day. And uh, with that, we're moving on to the next matchup where we have a three versus a six again and Black Widow versus Doctor Octopus. And I will say, fresh off of rewatching Black Widow, I can confidently say the answer is Black Widow.
1: Yeah, this one's... Uh, pretty easy even though how nostalgic and iconic doc ock is to us you know growing up
0: and let's save the let's save the black widow talk and give doc Doc ock some love here oh Uh, man come on dude spider man 2 all-time comic book movie that's 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 an that's an all-time nostalgia just endorphin 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 when i'm watching that movie you know what i'm saying that shit is just making me happy and dr octopus's character is one of the most iconic villains of my lifetime. Like, I I was thinking about it when we were talking about Green Goblin a little bit ago. And, like, I think about the most iconic, like, villains of my childhood. And it's, like, Green Goblin, Darth Vader, Dr. Octopus, Darth Maul. And that's like it. Like those are the iconic. Car- like being able to throw Green Goblin and Doc Ock up next to Darth Vader is special, and it's because of the. It's because of the year I was born. Mm-hmm. Because I was a child when I was watching Green Goblin and Doc Ock, forever cemented them in a way that a lot of villains will never cement with me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
1: Oh yeah. The only thing that gets me about Doc Ock is he's supposed to be the super genius, but the only thing that keeps him sane. Uh, is very fragile and at the very like is very like it it, you would think the thing the, the the little chip that like keeps him in control would be more protected and uh not so fragile it's it's the smallest right um but every time like i see it break like in the movie i'm like really like this this mega genius like the thing that keeps him in control, like, a genius, they're all arrogant and have to be in control at all times, and he doesn't protect this, like, it's... But, uh, that care like, he's iconic? Like, it's and that, just...
0: And that, that very conundrum, though, that he programmed the chip, and mm. programmed these arms to do one thing, and they would stop at nothing to fulfill that purpose in Spider-Man 2 which is why he goes back and does it like why he can't seem to stop trying to build it because the arms are controlling him which is basically him controlling him it's his greatest ambition controlling him mm-hmm. like
1: he's like he's like a small version of ultron a little bit yeah he's like uh just driven mad and uh like i love whenever there's like a the when it, he realizes like I'm going to go get Aunt May. Like uh this is the like this is like you see like him formulate like just think like what do I have to do right now? Like Harry just told me go get Spider-Man. I need him alive. Um and then he's like Peter, oh my god, it, Aunt May. And then you just the next scene is Aunt May poor poor Aunt May. Uh she poor really Aunt just Aunt gets May. attacked all the time.
0: Oh, <laughs> shame on you.
1: Yeah. In the bank, she's just trying to get a free toaster or whatever. Here comes Doc Ock throwing money bags. Why are there money bags in a bank? Uh, but like, is that really like? <laughs> it made it look. It made the scene way cooler. Yeah, exactly. so I'm cool with it. Who can, who um, can say?
0: But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 with you. Doc Ock is an iconic character, but uh, for me, doesn't stack up to Black Widow. Black Widow is uh, not not just on screen, but as far as comics go. There's like a modern day, there's a modern Black Widow run ongoing now that I've been on since the first the first issue came out. One of my favorite comic book runs of all time. There's like no doubt in my mind. And the it's it's portraying her as a someone who who has lost her uh, memory and is living as just like a architect in San Francisco and like. Hawkeye and Bucky and Yelena Belova are like watching over her to make sure she's okay. And when she like mm. keeps getting like little by little memories, she has a family and stuff like it's, it's really fascinating. But that's uh, cool. Is she, uh,
1: I mean in her, what if performance, like, come on, man, like, like her character in what if was cool. Um, oh, just so to, uh, every, I mean like she's like what Hawkeye should have been, you know, it's like, Black Widow, she's, like, a character who doesn't have any amazing powers. She's just trained to kill, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, she's way cooler than Hawkeye. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Hawkeye's the same boat, but, like, he just doesn't make it there. But Black Widow, like, she's and just... And I'm going
0: to tell you, watching that watching that Black Widow movie, like, there is, like, one reason you don't... Like, if there is, like, a reason you don't like it, like, if you don't like that movie and you are staunchly, like... I saw someone put that in the pantheon of like Justice League and Catwoman and Ben Affleck's Daredevil and I was like you hate women. That like that was it. Like because that movie is so is so innately just about overcoming misogyny. <laughs> That's all it's about. It's it's about it's an amazing her, movie. It's, oh, it's amazing. Her battling back against Dreykov and the and freeing the other widows and like that's it's all just Marvel. About. Yeah, it's Marvel fans movie. are
1: mad just because movie it's movie. not like post end game. It's not anything big. It's just another you know. It there's no like we know that Black Widow's dead. So like it the story doesn't matter. Like you know that's what people are thinking is like. This isn't this, this it's, isn't it's, no way home this isn't no. you know like yeah like it's i don't know that movie like on rewatch after just like being like okay this is just a movie there's no implication it's i'm just going to enjoy it like became like just an awesome mood like like cuz uh, yeah people are just annoying like the like it's put in the like, same yeah. boat as a captain marvel movie you know, like, everyone's treating it the same way. It's like, just come on. How how predictable can you get?
0: <laughs> exactly. It's like, and like, there's this Vine, or not Vine, Jesus, TikTok, uh, aging myself there. <laughs> uh, but, uh...
1: <laughs> wow.
0: She was, she was talking about Eternals, and she was like, one thing I'ma say, if the dude bros hate it, I'ma have it. I'ma like it. Because, like, That's just, that's typically how it goes. If you are one of the dudes who is stereotypically misogynist, stereotypically racist, ah, you can't gender swap roles, you can't race swap roles, guess what? You're a fucking loser.
1: Like, you're gonna hate Eternals. Don't even watch it. If you're one of those people, just don't go. It'd be better off if you just, well, no, go open your mind a little bit and enjoy the movie, actually.
0: (laughs) Yeah, open your mind a little bit. Like, just just be, like, Mainly don't be a fucking bigot. Like <laughs> that's just primarily that's just the primary thing here when we're talking about Black Widow and we're talking about Captain Marvel and Shang-Chi and so on and so forth and the Eternals. Like just don't be a fucking bigot, please. And uh speaking of, we'll have Black Widow moving on moving on uh past Doc Ock here. Speaking of Shang Chi though, we've got a four versus a five here. Vision versus Shang Chi, and uh, for me, this is easy. However, I hate to see Shang Chi go. Yeah, uh, because he is the new brand new character, one movie under his belt. Uh, boy, was it a good fucking movie, though! Yeah, it was. And now, now by the time this is out, it'll be on Disney Plus, and oh, we can kind of talk about it. Rewatch
1: uh, after rewatch after re. I'm going to watch that movie after
0: rewatch mm. after rewatch, dude. I will be <laughs> watching this movie all of the time because it is just like, besides into the Spider-Verse and uh, Dr. Strange, this is the best or like it, it's up, up, it's up amongst those as the best origin film in Marvel mm. for sure.
1: Oh yeah. It's beautiful. It's like a work of art this movie like it's magnificent the martial arts fantastic the story fantastic the characters fantastic like i don't know what more you can ask for in a movie like there's it's funny it's action-packed it's emotionally packed like it, it has everything that you want in a movie like as a marvel fan this movie should be like up there like up there this is. They did a great job with this movie. They killed it. Like, I don't know. I like. It is sad to see him go because, like, Vision is Vision, and just the history of. Oh, Vision. and I'm a
0: ride for Vision, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that going like going forward in this tournament. I'm a ride for Vision. His uh, he's got it. He's got it. Looking uh, looking ahead. Well, but- for the
1: next, like,
0: yeah, he's a. Uh, We'll visions it'll, a, get hard. it'll get tough for him but he's a strong I'm a ride for my man Vision because mm-hmm. let me tell you no character has aged as well for me since their introduction I couldn't have given less of a shit about Vision when I was 15 in Age of Ultron was coming.
1: true Yeah I just I thought mean, of I, him as like a robot guy like Yep yeah absolutely
0: like and this this is And you'll notice the trend here. The way we talk about Wanda Maximoff and the way we talk about Vision and the way we talk about Bucky and the way we talk about Sam. These TV shows are the best, Mm -hmm. you know, like they are what are really going to give us the emotional grounding for the characters going forward. Even Loki. The reason we like Loki are those like I mean, like. He has his moments in Ragnarok and has his moment in Infinity War and his ultimate sacrifice. But it's his development in Loki that makes us go, "That's a good guy." These you know TV saying? shows
1: like are movie. letting us realize all of the things we've missed as a kid watching these movies growing up. Yeah, and it's like yeah. now that we have cool brain, you know, functioning actual yeah, deep brain. critical thought brain. Um Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I think back to high school, I was just a fucking moron. Yeah. I thought I was smart too, but I was a fucking moron.
1: Yeah, I hope uh, like in 5 years I don't have that thought again.
0: Right, uh, I think right. I'm
1: in a better I think I'm in a way better spot. Like well, I think this is like, is like Yeah.
0: <laughs> here's the thing is that like I know that I'll look back I can look back on high school and go, I was a moron. I hope that in 5 years from now I can go, wow, I'm a lot smarter than I was then. Mm. Not wow, I was a moron. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm pretty confident I'm not a moron anymore, but I do hope I get smarter. Uh,
1: yeah. And a perfect uh, convert, just like as vision, you know, like that dude, he's he's all about the philosophy right now, man. Like, I mean, come on, ship of Theseus.
0: The, uh, ex- are you familiar with the thought experiment <laughs> the ship of Theseus?
1: Uh, cool. And he, I mean, think about it. He first busts out, he's he's out and he's violent for like ten five seconds and then he sees his reflection and everything changes like oh i'm sorry i i acted rash like uh did not mean to do that you know, like yeah. just how collected he is immediately like
0: dude i love vision mm. just the he is he's ultimately what what tony aimed for ultron to be yeah uh he uh and better, I'd argue. Tony aimed to control whatever uh, he created. Meanwhile, Vision found the good all on his own. You know what I'm saying? I mean, with a little help from Wanda, but found the good on his own. Mm. Uh, he knew objectively what the right thing to do was immediately. And I'm on I, like, the side of life. And I'm Ultron isn't. Life. It's that simple.
1: Yeah. Like, boom. Like, man, this guy gets it. Like... Right away. Yeah, he, like... And Paul Bettany. Oh, his voice. It doesn't get better than Paul Bettany. His performance is amazing. And in WandaVision, too.
0: Oh, and WandaVision is what seals it for Vision. Like, that is... I think back, and, like, I know we were talking, just going crazy over the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I do think it is critically the best show of the three. WandaVision's probably my favorite, though. Like, when I think back to, like, the way watching those episodes for the first time made me feel. Oh, yeah. WandaVision is was the favorite. I excited. Like, I was oh, just... Yeah. It was so much fun. And seeing those first two episodes in black and white where it's all fun and games and Vision is... Vision's goofy as hell. And there are those moments that make you unsettled, but you're like, I'm going to ignore those for now and just mm-hmm. have some fun. Um <laughs> It ultimately gets to that point where you can't, you can't ignore it and you can't have fun and you gotta go, Jesus, what's happening here? And boy, oh boy, is it, is it just a fun series and visions. The fact that Wanda could create such a faithful recreation Mm. of vision shows just how much a part of her he was. Like they like really
1: love each other, man.
0: Like dude, like the best relationship in comic book media. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that they can never get a happy ending is going to be devastating to me. Because they'll never get it. That's past.
1: The poor guys.
0: It's been like four times she's watched this man die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she killed him. Then Thanos wound back, then watched Thanos kill him. He died when he faded away. When Westworld was fading, Westview, yeah, Westview. Sorry, um,
0: and then the time basically when he was falling apart, and she expanded the the hex.
1: Yeah, wow, yeah, Wanda, Wanda's been through it, man. <laughs> Wanda has been through it.
0: Stop lying to me, Wanda. Nah, like Vision, Vision's just the shit, and uh, Shang Chi's dope, and I'm sure one day. He could be he could be surpassing Vision, but I got to tell you, as of right now, Vision's like a top five favorite of mine. Uh, so probably I'm gonna be riding for this man for a while. He's
1: a brainiac. He's basically good Ultron, so he's very up there with me. Like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, he's he's top five of my marble marble heroes. So Vision six. Well, yeah.
0: So we got we got Vision uh, Vision uh, advancing past Shang Chi, and that brings us to our final matchup of the round of 32 (laughs) where we will have a 1 seed versus an 8 seed in Thor versus Rocket and uh, it's a a shame that we have to see all of the Guardians of the Galaxy get eliminated by the round of 32 Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, devastating that is just the word that follows the Guardians around it's true they're all just they all have devastating stories and it makes sense that Thor is joining them um, with his devastating story. Um, and I, I just can't help but look at how these rackets are forming and we literally are putting the guy who gave vision his life, um, like up against him next, which is just really cool. Um, like the, the dude who, who gave him that last little bit of power to bit. become, you know, born, like, that's pretty sick, but... uh
0: Like, Thor was just, like... Everyone was, like, arguing about it, and he was like, for the love of God,
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's like, all right, I'm getting this over with. But, uh... Rocket, I mean... One of my favorite Guardians. Like, he's just funny. He's hilarious, you know, like...
0: Well, and I mean, like... And just... Compelling in a sad way. Like, they found a way to make all of the Guardians' characters... Sad.
1: That boy was experimented Uh, on, like a lot. Like that. Like yeah, they uh, they give
0: Groot has a certain sadness to him because of his isolation, like the fact that he is the only one of his kind around he hasn't really seen like it reminds me of chewbacca and star wars you don't see a ton of wookies in the original trilogy mm-hmm. it's kind of like he's chosen a new family instead of riding with his people garyzeb aurelios and and rebels like mm-hmm. like it, like there's there's plenty of examples in star wars of that yeah, uh, and they're all just
1: tragic drax thanos killed his whole planet family um, gamora Is you know Gamora,
0: (laughs) Star Lord's mother was killed by his father, who's a dad's a planet. (laughs) Yeah, damn, Uh, damn, can't believe my father's a planet. Mantis, I mean, a slave to his to Star Lord's father,
1: and like can just feel all of the sad emotions of people. So like she's felt all the devastation of each of the guardians and knows the devastation of each of them more than any of like the other ones. So like. That's devastating. They're all just, it's very
0: sad. And I mean, like, Yondu? Damn. Another guy who probably should have made this racket. Uh, oh, what a. I'm Mary Poppins!
1: <laughs> His voice.
0: Uh oh, that voice. Oh, no, iconic. Iconic. Man. He may have been your father, boy.
1: That he funeral. your daddy. That funeral was sick.
0: Oh dude, tears every time. And this is another thing to Rocket's credit. Whenever that I, I, I talked about this in the round of 64, whenever mm-hmm. he's sitting there and he sees the outpouring of love for Yandu and that connection him and Yandu had made earlier, and Yandu's like, I know you boy, because you're me. Mm. And mm. you're just like, This is really over the top, but I love it. Uh mm.
1: and Those movies. Rocket's just
0: like they loved him anyway. Even though he stole batteries, he didn't need it. Well,
1: <laughs> Oh, man. Those movies are just beautiful. Volume 1 and 2, just... Masterpieces. But yeah, Rocket, I'm sorry you had to go up against Thor. Um, we'll
0: certainly be talking about more. Yeah, I mean,
1: it, it's Thor. So...
0: Don't need to elaborate much on why Thor beats Rocket Raccoon.
1: Still, like, Gamora's still leading even though Thor's there.
0: Like- Oh, facts. Well, and here's the thing though. How was Gamora folded in again? That's true. I think she went back to her time. I don't think she- Oh. Well. Did she? Did- Why would- why would she? Like, why doesn't she just go ahead and shack up with the Guardians in the future now? Like, you were just Thanos' daughter a while Yeah, like, go? like, like I'm she
1: just... Go ahead and- she basically had, like, a... Yeah. It, she realized that, like, if you're told that the next however long of your life is going to be wasted and, like, not what you want to do, and you can do what you want to do earlier, but... Not earlier because well, it's in the see, future. The
0: thing is that she <laughs> hasn't come to the conclusions that the other Gamora had?
1: That's true. Like she's starting Gamora to. Yeah, that. she's like literally like, oh, this is the guy. That's what makes me think she stayed is like the line to to Peter Quill, like him and Nebula. There, like this is the one. You know, like yeah, really. Like I think that's like what's gonna make her stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a perfect way to re- to replace her too. Um, after the sacrifice, oh, yeah. so. I mean, I think she sticks around for sure. But was she in the ship with Thor and all them? Like, whenever... I don't remember. I, okay, oh, wait, no, that was before that even happened, though. Yeah, that was, like, before Thor even had Stormbreaker, that uh, he was with them in the ship and stuff. So Gamora... Wait a minute. Well, no, Gamora came back whenever Thanos zoomed back, right?
0: So so here's, what I, here's my knowledge of the situation, as it were. At the end of Endgame... Thor is getting, is going on board the Guardian ship, leaving Valkyrie, another character That's who right. probably should have been on No, this, That is right. As ruler of New Asgard, the king of New Asgard. Uh, my problem is recollecting whether or not Gamora was on the ship at that point.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I, uh,. Cause it was just focusing on Thor and, and Peter Quill, right? Quill. Like that, that was like the main focus. Uh, I, I mean, I'd say they're, they're keeping Gamora. I, there's,
0: Oh yeah, there's no, I, I don't think they're going to do away with her, uh, especially since her story wasn't really like fulfilled. It was just a, a means to an end for Thanos, uh, which is devastating in and of itself and another credit to her character, I think. But, uh, but yeah, guardians all had to go. At least Thor gets to advance on in, in their name. Hmm. Yeah, I'm skimming through in game right now, um, trying
1: to look. Yeah, is it? It's not after the. Oh, here it is. Okay, he's talking to Valkyrie. They're in the ship. Ah, uh, he's searching for Gamora. Ah, that's, that's that's what, what it opens up on. For. It's Quill looking looking for Gamora. So she left. Um,
0: dang okay. see and that made sense to me I was like the Gamora that we see from twenty like what fourteen or whatever mm-hmm. uh she hasn't she's still very very fiercely independent hasn't gone to prison with the guardians realized why she needs to stick by them lived through their entire battle of first. like at the end of the first guardians like she's got a whole other thing before she can come back and uh really be and I mean, like I, I expect the same will be the same. It'll be the same for Nebula. Like mm. I'm assuming Nebula probably ran off with Gamora. Like they have a new chance to rekindle their sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. Hmm. Whatever. But yeah, that that concludes mm-hmm. the round of mm-hmm. 32, and we'll be on to the Sweet 16 next week. Let me give you a rundown here. Let's go through. Let's get. Let's go through these. So the Sweet 16 will see Captain America versus the Winter Soldier. Fitting. Mm-hmm. Thanos versus Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange versus Black Widow and Vision versus Thor. Holy shit! What a side of the bracket. Yeah,
1: we're getting and on the other
0: side of the bracket. We'll have Spider Man versus Deadpool, Hulk versus Scarlet Witch, Black Panther versus Wolverine, and Sam Wilson versus. Iron Man. I, gotta say, now. I gotta say that is a sweet. 16. Yeah, it's going to get hard now. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get really fucking difficult. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't got anything else to say here. Uh, That was the round of 32, and this was the Penny Bloom Podcast. It was I, Colton Robertson, and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you for having
1: me. It's always a pleasure. Love doing these brackets, and uh, can't wait to see who's the
0: winner eventually of this Oh, month. cannot wait. And it's going to be interesting, because right now, I can't tell you exactly who 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 that's going to be.
1: I can make one guess and that's for a guy a... who's in the final for sure probably
0: but yeah, not the but winner. Like not the winner. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm ready though. Mm. And uh what I'll ask of the listeners here is head to patreoncom bloom where you'll find over 20 hours of exclusive content including the entire uh, planning and seating for this very tournament. Uh the uh we laid out a bunch more characters and had to limit it down to 64. So, uh, you'll hear all the extras we had over there. If you would, uh, head to Twitter and follow at PennyBloomPod, pod, where we're posting all of these matchups every week and the poll will run for a week long up until our next episode is out, uh, ready for, um, we're, we look forward to hearing what you think about these matchups, uh, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast, podcast. And, uh, yeah, remember peace, love and bloom and always praise Keanu Reeves.